Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, Love Your Enemies. Evil for good is devil-like. Good for good or evil for evil is man-like. Good for evil is God-like. Loving our enemies is not normal or natural. Yet this is very God-like. And this is what Christ calls his people to do. Matthew 5.43, Jesus says, You have heard it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. It is true that Leviticus 19.18 specifically said, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But nowhere did the law command, Hate your enemy. The Jews thought it was implied that Israel's enemies were God's enemies, and therefore they should be hated. Jesus continues, Matthew 5.44-45, But I say to you, love your enemies. Uh, You have heard, hate your enemy. Jesus says, I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be sons of your Father in heaven, for he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Christ acknowledges that we will have enemies. And who are they? Well, they are the people who curse you, hate you, spitefully use you, and persecute you. This may be the hardest commandment given in the Bible. This is radical stuff. We can more readily understand the command to love our brother, but our enemy? This is radical. The Greek word for love in the command, love your enemies, is the word agape. It is the intense word for love. It's not based on emotions, which is a good thing, because sometimes it's very hard to get emotions to feel lovey when people are abusing you. Agape love is based on the will. It chooses to love. It seeks the other person's highest good in spite of their actions. This is God's kind of love. The sense here is not that you may become sons, but that you may reflect that indeed you are sons of your Father in heaven. Verse 48 shows that Christ is addressing those who already have God as their Father. Those who truly know God as Father should show a moral resemblance to Him. God loves unconditionally, and so should we. This is God-like and is to be indicative of His children. God causing the sun to rise on those who are evil as well as those who are good, and Him sending rain on the just and the unjust, is what theologians often refer to as God's common grace. God loves everyone. He is gracious to all. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. John 3.16 God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us, Romans 5.8. When we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, Romans 5.10. God loves the unlovely. He loves sinners. He wants to save them. We too should reflect this. Jesus continues, Matthew 5, 46, For if you love those who love you, what reward have you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? We should not expect any reward for loving those who love us. Even worldly sinners do this. It's easy to love those who love you. That's no big deal. Jesus said even tax collectors do the same. Who loves tax collectors? Well, well, other tax collectors. Tax collectors were considered to be the scum of the earth by the Jews. They were Jews who were hired by the Romans to collect taxes in the Jewish community. They were considered traitors to the Jewish nation. 
And on top of that, they tended to be dishonest in charging absorbent, absorbent rates and skimming off the top before Rome got its share. There's nothing commendable about loving those who love you. Even the low-down tax collectors live on this level. But to love your enemies, to love your enemies, now that is something. That is commendable. That is reward-worthy. Jesus continues, Matthew 5, 47, And if you greet your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so. If you're friendly only to those in your little friendship group, what sets you apart in that? That's nothing special. Okay, us four, no more. Get out of here. That's nothing special. Again, even tax collectors are friendly among themselves. God sets a much higher standard for his people. Yes, we are to love one another. Of course, of course we're to love one another. But beyond that, we are to even love our enemies who seek to abuse us. Jesus calls his kingdom people to be godlike in returning good for evil. When that happens, now you're talking a reward. Now you're talking about a testimony that is godlike. That is powerful living that is completely counterculture in terms of human norms. Finally, Jesus says in Matthew 5, 48, Therefore, therefore, in light of everything he has just said, therefore you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. The therefore follows this section on loving your enemies. However, some think it is given as a summary statement of all the antithesis statements, that is, you have heard, but I say, uh, in Matthew 5, 21 through 48. So some think it's a, a summary statement of all the antithesis statements, which are essentially all qualified by God's kind of love. John MacArthur says the sum of all that Jesus teaches in the Sermon on the Mount, in fact, the sum of all he teaches in Scripture, is in those words of Matthew 5, 48. This is the heart of the whole emphasis Christ is making in the entire Sermon on the Mount. The righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees emphasized external legalistic outward conformity to the law. But in contrast, the righteousness Jesus emphasized was about an inward character of God-likeness that then works its way out in the life in keeping with the moral intent of the law. The contrast is between an external emphasis and an internal emphasis. For Jesus, being comes before doing, and doing is based on being. The great issue in life is not merely rules, but relationship with God that puts him on display. It's all about God-likeness, being like God, or what the Bible elsewhere calls godliness. Be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is a great climactic emphasis in the ministry of Jesus. This is what it's all about in terms of kingdom righteousness and kingdom living. This emphasis on being like God follows in the context on the climactic emphasis of God's unconditional love as seen in loving our enemies. Truly, the greatest demonstration of love is seen in loving our enemies, even as God loves his enemies. The word perfect denotes that which is complete or mature. God is the standard of perfection, with the emphasis in the middle, in the immediate context being on the standard of love. We are commanded to love like God loves. We are to love our enemies like he loves them. So when he says, be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect, the command is to be God-like in our character. This is the goal. We never attain it fully in this life, but it is the goal. 
the Jewish spiritual leaders promoted the idea that keeping the legal code of the law made one holy. But Jesus taught external conformity is not enough. He calls his people to be godlike, involving internal character. Stanley Toussaint says, quote, The aim of the disciples' lives is the molding of their lives after the person of their Heavenly Father. This is a climax to the standard of the Old Testament concept of righteousness, end quote. God's people, changed by repentance, are to live out righteous lives that look like this. Controlled anger, sexual purity, covenant faithfulness, truth-tellers, not retaliatory, love enemies. This is godlike. The Jews emphasize the external keeping of the law. Legalistic conformity, albeit hypocritically, was seen in their lives. That is one level of so-called righteousness. Jesus went deeper emphasizing the very character of God as seen in the deeper moral reality, the glory of God's standard of the law. The very character of God is now to be seen in the hearts and lives of his people. Thus, the very righteousness of God is to be lived out in the lives of kingdom people. This is kingdom living in keeping with kingdom ethics. Put God on display. This is our ongoing assignment as God's children. It's not about us. It's all about him. Lord, again, we thank you for your teaching. Thank you for your word. And uh, thank you for your enablement, your empowerment, so that we can uh, do what you told us to do. And none of us do it perfectly, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can put you on display. We are to be perfect, uh, even as our Father in heaven is perfect, especially as we think in immediate context about this whole issue of love and how you love. Uh, We are to love, uh, even loving our enemies. Lord, again, we thank you for your great love for us. Help us to put that on display. Uh, Yes, uh, in regards to one another, by this all men will know that we're your disciples, by our love for one another, but even uh, in loving our enemies. So, Lord, again, we thank you for your love today. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.